the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. KDOW. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. Taking a breather. The markets are after yesterday. Yesterday was a good day, right? It's one of the best days of the year. Markets were up blindly and pushingly. Uh, saw the ceiling. Let's get there. Let's get there. Let's get there. In large part, Moderna has reported positive. I got to be careful what I say. Not so much that they reported, but they've disclosed that there were some results that were encouraging from a phase one vaccine for COVID. Walmart loved it because they're a retailer. All retailers loved it. Most of the stock market loved it. Airliners loved it. Cruise lines loved it. It was a good day of love yesterday. Now, let's get into reality a little bit. Most financial professionals don't like the stock market rally, in large part because the economic data, it doesn't support it. With that said, that's also a bunch of bull, because we also know the Federal Reserve and the United States government are throwing what they can at this problem. U.S. home construction, though, drops 30.2% in April as the virus rages. Here's a problem. We need more homes. The supply has been limited. Demand for housing has gone up. Cost of rent has gone up. The cost of a mortgage has gone down. Home construction should be a sweet thing right now. But because of a you cough on me and I die issue, people are just staying away. Stocks are a little bit mixed today. I see companies like Apple, Bandwidth, Twilio, Peloton moving higher. But I see the Russell struggling at break-even, the Dow struggling at break-even, the NASDAQ up nicely on big tech, and the S&P 500 up modestly. Big day yesterday, though. 
Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's prepared remarks were unremarkable to say the least, saying that he was going to use a committed full range of tools to support the economy in this challenging time as we recognize these actions are only part of a broader public sector response. Hinting at Congress, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Just because I can make money cheap doesn't mean that we can create demand. You guys need to do something. Walmart is having a glorious morning. Home Depot, not so much. Home Depot is more of a meh. Home Depot shares traded slightly lower after expenses weighed on profits. I have not been in a Home Depot. I cannot attest to this, but I have to imagine they've put protocols in place like more cleaning, more plastic barriers in between everyone. Um, I have driven by one in the morning and seen lines outside of limiting how many people we're going to let in. I can't say that's consistent in every single Home Depot, though, right? Something tells me that I can always in like, oh, come on in, y'all. We got space for you. Um, And that's a joke to all people in Louisiana. It's a joke. Relax. So Walmart higher. Walmart trounced trounced earnings expectations. Uh, Big beat in delivery. Online. Who would have thunk it? Five years ago, you would have said, man, when you're talking about online retailers, there's Amazon and then there's Walmart. But Walmart needs a little deodorant because they're a little on the stinky side. Comparable same-store sales at Walmart grew 10% in the quarter. Yes, Walmart seems to be like the place all survivors in zombie movies end up. You can get shotguns there. You can get food there. You can get nice clothing there. I know you're shame zombies. <laughs> well, we kind of had a zombie apocalypse in March, right? Is that fair? Walmart's benefiting from that. It's been able to keep its stores open during the pandemic. It sells essentials. They, they run commercials that make me actually like Walmart when during the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, they were kind of considered the evil company, right? They would come into a local town and they would put mom and pop clothing stores out of business, mom and pop gun stores out of business, mom and pop food uh, hardware stores out of business because they could sell at a loss knowing that you may get a soda or a six-pack of beer where their margins are better. Walmart is benefiting as much as a retailer can. A lot of non-essential retailers have been forced to close. Fast and free shipping is now more important than ever. And Walmart was doing some of the, the right things in the last three or four years to combat you know, losing market share to Amazon. And whoa, COVID's not a bad thing if you've been prepping your business to be more carryout, more curbside, more delivery. It can make you stand out. DraftKings is riding some investor enthusiasm. My sugar bugger likes horses and horse racing. She knows it's an evil industry. She knows that a lot of horses suffer. She knows that a lot of horses die. But she still likes the industry. I kind of laugh at her because it's a little bit hypocritical. That's neither here nor there. But uh, DraftKings is doing really well right now. And they're a company that kind of needs online sports. Other than ping pong, I'm not betting on ping pong, but horse racing is thriving for them right now. And if you've turned on uh, Fox Sports or Comcast on the weekend, you've seen advertisements for DraftKings and FanDuel and, um, you know, this online horse bet 
gambling thing. And I'm going to tell you what they're, they're prepared for is when we can't go to the games, but we're still at home watching games. Um, that's where they are. A lot of people feel very comfortable gambling on their phones it's kind of a weird thought because if you're over 50, you're probably like, I don't trust the phone. I want a ticket in my hand or something like that. But the millennials are driving it. So DraftKings is a winner in a dark stock market. It's not that dark. Because of Jerome Powell, because of the Congress, because of the president, we've thrown a lot of dollars at our problems. Las Vegas Sand is valued at $34 billion. Win Resorts is at $8.4 billion. MGM Resorts is at $6.8 billion. Have you ever been into a Wynn Resorts? And you're like, wow. You can go to Vegas and get some great restaurants. You can go to Vegas and get some great golf, some great spas. You don't have to go to Vegas for the sin, i.e. the strippers and the gambling. But <laughs> DraftKings has got a bigger market cap than Wynn Resorts. DraftKings has got a bigger market cap than MGM Resorts. Not as big as Las Vegas Sands. But it really shows you that, like, what, wait, 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 DraftKings? Were they even a company 10 years ago? Do they have lavish showgirls dancing and, and, and bars and young people coming for concerts? No, 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 no. Just legalized online sports betting. That's going to be something that survives this uh, COVID-19 recovery, in my opinion. I'm going to talk about some cheap stocks that look intriguing, according to Wall Street analysts. We got a good show for you. Twitch's non-gaming content has more than doubled year over year, showing you that the growth of YouTube has opened the door for the growth of Twitch. Twitch's YouTube is Amazon's answer to YouTube, kind of, almost, sort of. Not really, but it's it's getting people's eyeballs to watch content. They're doing some original series. They're doing some reality TV. They got 32.9 million monthly users. Something broadcast TV would be drooling over growth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investment in four. For a couple weeks there, I had to do a financial show about investing during a correction and then investing during a bear market. I had to keep you psychologically in the game. Um, I do that really well. I could talk about how Wall Street's not rigged. Wall Street's not a roller coaster. Wall Street is capitalism. And capitalism is very much so creative destruction. We're hearing Jamie Dimon today, big banker out of New York, saying, you know, look, this capitalism thing's been a little unfair to a lot of the lower middle class and lower class. And I'm paraphrasing. This is not his direct words. He says, hopefully when we come out of this this COVID, coronavirus, shutdown, lockdown, stagnation to our economy, that we spread the wealth a little bit better. And he's one of the wealthy guys. He's one of the one percenters. So I find that intriguing, and I kind of like it. 
Jerome Powell and Steve Mnuchin are testifying today in front of Congress. And there's nothing that they're going to say that's going to shock me. Now watch. Tomorrow I come on the air and like, I was shocked by that. <laughs> um, it could happen, but I don't think it will happen. So I'm trying to work with things that kind of like can get your head around like where we are. NVIDIA is at an all-time high. One month ago, two months ago, you could have got it for 30% off. NVIDIA is a premium company who makes a premium product. They have competition from ATI, but they don't exactly have competition from like Uncle Luigi. Like uh, I've never heard of that uh, semiconductor company. They're kind of the standard. It's not bad to invest in the standards. Um, It's not quite a monopoly. But in graphic processors, I could count on a two-fingered hand how many companies I would invest in. I can't even pick my nose with two fingers, but I could find a company that I can invest in with two fingers. Remember, you can pick your nose, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your friend's nose. And now you know. Um, <clears throat> so I just bring that up. I didn't buy NVIDIA when it was 30% down. I was focused on other rebalancing issues. It was on my menu list, but I didn't jump. I do see it moving higher. I see the news is very good for NVIDIA and AMD, and I would buy on weakness, or I would consider buying on weakness. So there's your list called considered buying on a debt. You should have that at least in your head. I say write it down because writing it down makes it much more important. Elsewhere in the news today, Southwest is in the news. And they're an interesting one. In large part, they're probably the airline that we love the most. Um, They're very domestic. We know we're not going to take the kids to Europe this summer. We're going to take them to Hawaii. Maybe, maybe not. But we know we're not going overseas. So so you throw out American Airlines, you throw out Delta. In my book, now again, everyone has different books of investing. But... Southwest has navigated 25 straight years of not losing money. And airlines don't do that. Airlines, they feast or famine. They're kind of slow and steady. Um, They talked about how they now are having more bookings than cancellations. So the teeter-totter is starting to move in the correct way. If you're comfortable, you can nibble at it. Or if you're crazy, you could buy it. We don't know if there's going to be a second round of coronavirus. We don't know if the vaccine is going to work. But you could start seeing that people are starting to feel a little bit better. Bookings, passenger demand, are starting to outpace cancellations. I looked at a cruise only because I was watching financial media. And someone on financial media says, look at this deal on Norwegian cruise lines. Typically, $6,000, it's going to be $2,000 a year from now. And he goes, if you think there's a vaccine, this is a great deal. And you can cancel up to 30 days before the trip. And it's like, well, yeah, um, maybe I do want, I don't want to cruise, but you get the idea. Uh, So Southwest, month to month, uh, positive bookings represent a reversal of the negative booking trends. For May 2020, operating revenues are currently estimated to decrease year over year to the tune of about 85%. Capacity is estimated to decrease 
in the range of 60 to 70 percent. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. Find any three seats that you want and lay down for the flight. I'm in. <laughs> no, I'm not in. But you get the idea. Um, so you're saying short term, it's looking pretty awful. We have a good history. And long term, we're starting to see improvement in passenger demand. Is that the green light? No. There are no green lights on Wall Street. If you're waiting for it, it doesn't come. Major averages began the session on a mixed note today. Um, but slowly but surely, there's a little bit of relative strength definitively in the tech sector. Jerome Powell, also known as Jay Powell, is beginning his testimony before the Senate Banking Committee. Um, those are typically pretty prepared mark remarks. And I think right now we kind of have a feeling for the economy. Just call me crazy. It's bad. Should get better. Um, 800-516-1220. Each calls on the air. Uh, anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Home Depot is kind of interesting. Pretty good quarter. Um, not stunning, but pretty good quarter. And as a retailer, how many places are you going to go to get paint to throw on your walls this weekend? I hate going to Ace Hardware. Too expensive. I'll go to Home Depot or Lowe's, Rock, Scissors, Paper. I know you're saying, but the Ace Hardware is filled with locals who, who support your community. You should support the I don't. I, I A gallon of paint, I'm not going to pay 60 bucks for. I'm not going to pay 40 bucks for. Like To me, it's 30 bucks. Um, and again, that's just me being me. So I consider Home Depot and Lowe's, and I like Home Depot a little bit more from historical uh, execution. Do I think in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, people are still going to be going to Home Depot and getting painter's masks when there's a virus? Do I think people are going to be going in spring when they've been locked up all winter? Yeah, I do. And there is something that says Amazon can't quite do it that well. Then again, Amazon bought Whole Foods and became a real world purveyor of food. Why can't they buy Ace Hardware and become a real world hardware store? I don't know. Maybe. MGM Resorts announced the reopening of its Mississippi Resorts, the first of the company's U.S. properties to reopen following closure. I'm going to be interested to see how casinos open up with cards that people touch, with smoking, with drinking, a lot of glassware that's being touched everywhere. Um, that's going to be an interesting reopen. Do you not think so? I think so. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Amazon is in a deal with uh, they're talking with JC Penney's. What's that all about? Are they going to try to pick up like a clothing brand from JC Penney's? Are they going to try to pick up physical locations from JC Penney's? It, it appears to be an apparel play, but we'll talk about that and much, much more as the show goes on. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm going to say something here that may be a little controversial and may piss some people off. Right? A friend of mine in television who I haven't seen in three months for obvious reasons texted me this morning. <clears throat> He's a smart guy. I love working with him. Um, he said, I may need you to be my pet project, Rob. I like what you're talking about. And basically what he's getting at is he's now decided that he's 50 and he hasn't saved enough for retirement, close to nothing. And um, I said, I'll talk to you and I'll gladly help you, but this is going to stink because you're going to have to look at your budget. You're going to have to look at your income and be willing to work weekends. And you're going to have to look at what your savings and learn to put down. You may, you may not go to a bar ever again. You may not go to a movie theater again. Not because of COVID, but because that's how you save money. I won't punish people and say no restaurants. <laughs> Maybe I will. But you get what you settle for. And I'm sorry. When I was 16, 17, I decided I didn't want to work till the day I died. And I made a strong commitment to educating myself on what ways could I do that. Let's start with the lottery. Nope, that's a bad idea. Let's start with multi-level marketing. Nope, that's a bad idea. And what I looked at was the thing that had worked for 100 years, the stock market, capitalism, the United States, technology. Um, and yeah, it stinks when in 2008, you're like, Lehman Brothers, screw you. Bear Stearns, my wealth is going down 30, 40% right now. But it was up in the previous 10 years. COVID, I'm mad at COVID. My wealth went down aggressively for 45 days. And wealth is a relative term. If you have a healthy family, you're wealthy, right? Um, I'm not going to define that for you. I want to get to 60 and be able to live my remaining days on this planet comfortably with decent health care and with the love of my family. That's what I'm going to call a, well, a good retirement. I see a bad retirement. I see people working till the day they die. I see people working... And then giving up and uh, living in a trailer and becoming bitter, eating cat food. We've seen the TV shows of people eating cat food. Those are real people. I know you're saying, no, no way, way. Um, you got to commit, even though horrible things happen in the stock market. My friend who's asking for help is a reporter. And uh, it's interesting because I'm fascinated by what he does. And it, it doesn't even dawn on me that I could do it. Two years ago, he was reporting live from wildfires. And he's like, do you know how much crap I just put in my lungs today? Just to tell you a little bit about a house burning down. I'm like, ah, no way. Now he's doing reporting wearing a, you know, a COVID mask or a medical mask or a surgery mask or whatever we're going to call them. Um, and he's reporting like, you got to save money. You got to start hopefully when you're 20. He's 50, so I'm going to tell him he's going to work till the day he dies. He's 50 and he doesn't have enough saves, so I'm going to tell him if you want to retire in San Francisco, you're delusional. You need to go somewhere where it's way, way cheaper. A nursing home in California easily going to cost you $120,000 a year. A nursing home in Oklahoma, not so much. Housing, same thing. Jobs, you're not going to get the same pay in Oklahoma as you do in California. Anyhow and anyway, I'm digressing a bit, but I'm trying to remind you, these are times that 
you still have to invest. These are times where you don't want to. I've saved extra money in the last 60, 70, 80 days from not spending as much on restaurants or vacations. I'm saving it. I'm either going to go on a better vacation one day or I'm just going to put it in my retirement. So one year when I want to do something fun, I can do something fun. Again, I'm not in any way, shape or form putting you down. You got to do it, though. You got to save something. Shares of biotech company Moderna have more than tripled this year. Their program has progressed at a breakneck pace. Today, they're saying, you know, our stock is up so much, we're going to raise a little bit of money. So they're selling more shares. They're diluting current shareholders, but they're pulling in $1.3 billion in cash. Moderna, which specializes in therapeutics and vaccines made using messenger RNA. Um, don't start getting me talking about ribonuron stuff. I don't want to do it. I can't do it. I can't even pronounce the stuff. But it's ultimately a new type of therapeutic, a new type of way to approach vaccines that probably really started developing about 10 years ago. And a lot of these biotech companies lost a lot of money developing the technology and getting us to where we are today. Promising early data from an ongoing phase one trial. One analyst is upgrading his price target today to $102 on news yesterday that they said the, were encouraged. Early data on the phase one trial. The question is, is Moderna actually worth $30 billion? You have to ask questions of, is the COVID-19 vaccine really going to work? How much can they charge for it? Unlike some big pharmaceutical giants like Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca, Moderna has not said it will not seek a profit from the vaccine. Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca, they don't have to get profits to stay afloat. They can get like a government deal for, hey, we, get, we scratch your back on this one, you scratch our back on the next uh, approval. We get a big contract with uh, Medicare, Medicaid, right? Moderna needs the cash. They're a biotech company that they don't have a rich pipeline. Well, they do have a nice pipeline of drugs and development. But they don't have a rich pipeline already delivering cash flow. COVID-19 vaccine pricing is going to be a politically fraught decision. A lot of people don't like big pharmaceuticals. And I don't really have an opinion I've worked with some big charitable groups that disperse medications around the world. And their opinion is if you didn't have a Pfizer or a Johnson Johnson or a Merck doing trials in foreign countries, giving away drugs for free, that would go away if we weren't able to charge $5 for popping a pill that cures your erectile dysfunction. But it's only $1.10 in Canada. Why do they get it so much cheaper than us? Because they're not willing to pay it for it like us. They don't have the per capita income like us. I get both sides of it. Do I want all drugs to be free? Sure. Does someone have to supplement the cost for breakthroughs in research and development? I think they do. Uh, because I'm certainly not going to spend my weekends coming up for a cure for baldness or erectile dysfunction weight gain, diabetes, everything that uh, afflicts me. I'm not going to spend all weekend coming up with that. I'm going to have a drug company do it, and if they want to charge me money for it, I'll pay them money. So there's a lot going on right now. Coal's earning sink. It's suspended its dividends. They weren't able to stay awake. Uh, not awake. 
Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You fall asleep, you turn into an alien. No, Coles wasn't able to stay open. It's not that tough to analyze this stuff right now. Will they thrive when, they, when the economy comes back? I think they will. But when will the economy come back and at what level? Playing the store reopening trend, I'd rather say I'm going to go with Starbucks or I'm going to go with Apple, two companies that have started reopening 100% in China after COVID. So they give me a more of a footprint of what to expect. Although I got to imagine in the United States, we're going to just be stupid and rushing to retail. Like, what? I can get a sweater that's got a woolly mouth on it for 50% off? I don't care about that. COVID-19 costs hell. Hey, heck with it. I'm going in, right? Yeah, it's tough to say how it's going to play. We're still learning about COVID-19 issues and how it's affecting different retailers. Retail is doing a big earnings hit this week. Walmart, Home Depot, Kohl's. Kohl's suspended its dividend. They don't know how long it's going to take people to get back, so they're like, mm, we know the dividend's important, but we may just want to hold on to this for a little bit longer. Space stocks are still a thing. Boy, Elon Musk. He's catching some heck right now for uh, acting like a bro while he's uh, got a new baby in the household. He's pretty controversial. No. So aerospace giant Boeing is supporting the sixth branch of the U.S. military called Space Force. I don't know if you saw it last weekend. I think it was last weekend. We unveiled a new flag, or we've seen the flag. It curiously looks like the Starfleet flag from Star Trek. I only know that because it's blatantly obvious. But rocket technology is fun and it's exciting. What's interesting about it is sometimes people blow up in rocket technology. So investing in space is going to be wild um, because there's going to be disasters. NASA's fiscal year 2021 budget is about $25 billion, up 12% year over year. Space Force is going to be asking Congress for $15 billion for its first budget request. Boeing is tied towards autonomous space planes that can return to Earth. We're showing a little bit of a flex of muscle, Trump said over the weekend. Something along the lines of we've got a really good missile that we're developing. Really, really good missile. That may be something that gets cut in the future, right? Space programs and uh, military programs. If we're going to support things like healthcare programs and, you know, Center for Disease Control, I don't know. How, how can we afford it all? There's private players in space like Amazon and Tesla. But there's companies like Northrop Grumman, Avio, AVIO out of Italy, Aerojet Rocketdyne. How about that for a non COVID play, right? Let's get off the planet. Virgin Galactic, ticker symbol SPCE, is a space stock. A seat on a Galactic flight is going to cost about $250,000 per passenger. Is that the escape you're going to need after being locked down in COVID? Maybe. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
taking a look at some of the the data out there today and soaring silver is attracting investors who want to invest in silver because it's cheaper than gold. That's not the way you do it, people. Yes, gold is a precious metal. Yes, pirates love it. Yes, it is put in jewelry and satellites. Silver is just a stupid metal. You offer a silver to bloom to a pirate and he's going to cut your head off. He wants the gold. So why go after silver when you can go after gold? Now, I understand there's some industrial uses of silver. I get it. My two metals that I pay attention to are gold, and I'm really apathetic about it, and copper. And I really think copper is much more of a play on growth, on buildings being erected, on roads being built. Um. Maybe not as much as it used to be because copper was really used in telephone systems a lot. Now fiber optics are. But those are the only two metals I care about. I got to keep some space in my brain. I can't have it all sucked up and say, oh, I really like palladium. You're a nerd if you like palladium. You're a nerd that's not cool to be a nerd. You're like a, well, palladium is used in car catalytic converters. People are stealing catalytic converters because they have palladium in it. I know, it's weird how much the comic book store guy sounds like the Palladium investor. You have to set some standards in your life of, okay, I'll do this, I won't do that. Um, Have some standards, things that you like to look at as investments. Home Depot's earnings miss, they blame COVID. I've never heard a company blame an infectious disease. Like, well, it's our fault. It was, look it over there. COVID smoking a cigarette in the corner. So you're going to see some things in your journey as an investor that cause you to go, oh, didn't think that would happen. That may shake your confidence. Oil dropping to $10 a barrel last month. Now it's at $35 a barrel. That's surreal. And I know that has to shake a lot of people's confidence in the system. For cruise operators, debt has been a lifeline. But for cruise operators, debt has also been a burden. Isn't it great having debt offered to you when things are good? You want a $600,000 loan to buy a house. You got a job. You got a sugar booger who's got a job. You got a budget. You got a little savings profile. You got a little nest egg. Um, Debt's great. I'm going to buy a second house. I'm going to buy a nicer car. I'm going to buy a vacation home. I'm going to go on a a trip around the world because you only live once. That's awesome when things are good. But when things get tough, it becomes a burden. That's why anyone who tells you that real estate's the best investment they ever made in their life, they're, they're, they're on crack cocaine. They're delusional. They've had the head trauma. A house is not an investment. It's a liability. A house is a monthly payment that you have to make. Um, yeah, you could probably miss that payment for three months to six months. But that's not going to end like you want it to, is my guess. Same thing with uh, cruise lines. Too much debt. Then you look at tech companies like a Microsoft, a Google, and uh, not so much Amazon, not even so much Apple anymore. Apple used to have no debt. They got a ton of cash, but in the last five, 10 years, as interest rates went super low, they started taking on some debt to finance buybacks and finance um, other projects like building their uh, big old spacecraft office. So debt is good and bad. And that's how you almost have to approach everything when it comes to investing. There's no right answer. There's compromises. Um, 
that's my opinion. I'm kind of sticking to it. If you're picking up what I'm putting down. Walmart earnings boosted by online buying during the crisis. I don't, there's a lot of stories about grads from high school and grads from college. And I think what a horrible time to be graduating. There's no doubt about it. You're probably thinking about taking an off year instead of going to college. Or if you just got out of college, you're thinking about, well, I guess I'll live at home for a little while, pay down some debt and uh, wait for the job market to come back. You got to get out there and try. Home, because you only really work from age 21 to 60. Give or take a couple years in there. Give or take a disability. Give or take a pregnancy. Maybe a death in the family. You don't work for that long. When I looked at the calendar the other day and saw that the year is almost through May, I'm like, whoa. It felt like 2020 just started. Um, Time is not working in your favor if you have not invested. Time is working in your favor if you invested a lot early. Time is something no investor can get back. So when you're 20, if you can do 10, 15% of your salary into a 401k, 403b, 457, that's the smart thing to do. You know the best investments I've made in the last two or three years happened in the month of March when the market was down 40%. Or some markets were down 40% is a better way of saying that. That's when I got my prime opportunity to buy in a panic market. And it was done through the 401k, which is every two weeks for my paycheck. So I didn't even do it. It was automated. 800-516-1220. The Elton John movie was truly dreadful. How could the Freddie Mercury movie be so much better than the Elton John movie? Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I was a big fan of Elton John growing up, and I was so disappointed. Uh, Reporting from Inside COVID, Rob Black's bunker. Uh, Movie reviews. No, I'm not going to go there either. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. T-Mobile. They're running a lot of advertisements right now. SoftBank reportedly is contemplating T-Mobile stake sale. They got the merger. They got the acquisition. SoftBank, I talked about yesterday, they had a disaster with WeWork. Showed you the, the fear and the true brutal nature of investing in venture capital. But now, again, yesterday they had a loser in, well, last year they had a loser in WeWork. Now, this year they're like, well, that old Sprint. T-Mobile deal went through, so let's cash it in and get some go- some cash flow going. I like seeing things like that. Sometimes taking your winners off the table um, if it is not a lifetime position makes good sense. I think we all knew Sprint and T-Mobile were a poor man's um, AT&T and Verizon, and we kind of knew that they would get together. They did get together. What's left at this point in time? Do you want to invest in the number three or go back to number one, number two? So I kind of get what SoftBank is doing. I'm Rob Black. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.